Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We're talking all things American Red Cross today. Heart of Tennessee Chapter Executive Director John Mitchell is uh, actually not even in the state of Tennessee. He has been uh, called in to southwestern Florida after uh, Hurricane Ian caused so much damage down there. And um, John, uh, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. I know it's been a busy time for you. Yeah, it has, but uh, it's it's pretty humbling. You know, it's you're in a better place when you're busy helping somebody, when you're, you know, driving around uh, neighborhoods, some of them mobile home parks, and you're just seeing total devastation. Um, I'm actually working out of the Sarasota area and working on a couple specific counties. There's Hardy County and DeSoto County. What I think is interesting about that is it's about an hour drive for me from Sarasota due east of these counties, and that's where I see, you know, uh, you know, some pretty, some destruction you wouldn't think you would see. Everybody sees the destruction on TV at Fort Myers, which, you know, uh, is tremendous. But there's an area south uh, of there in the Port Charlotte area that I drove around with one of my uh, uh, peers, and it was equally devastating. And people were just out in their yards, you know, putting a tarp up. But the big response that we do uh, of all the things we're doing, whether it's feeding, is, providing sheltering for those that had lost everything. And so um, we have uh, approximately 1,400, well, between 1,400 and 1,500 people in shelters throughout the, um, the devastated areas. So there, um, some of them just don't have any other option. Um, they, some of them we're trying to go back to their homes, and the night that it rained, our, our count and the shelters went up because they, you know, just couldn't, um, uh, just didn't have the adequate place to call, you know, a home. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's hard to believe. Have you seen hurricane damage before firsthand, or is this your first time? This, that's a good question, Brian. I haven't. And, you know, kind of ironic, even in some places, uh one place in Port Charlotte where I was seeing the water, I didn't really see a lot of the storm surge, which has been pretty uh, uh, devastating in some areas. Of course, that's not to say that that hasn't happened in a lot of places, but it was a lot of wind damage. Like I've seen one uh, mobile home completely on its uh, on the top, and the um, <clears throat> you know it just it just rolled over, but. Um, Ironically, you would see some places totally destroyed and other places not so much, almost kind of like what we see in a tornado. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the devastation is more widespread and a little more consistent, but um, some places look like they had a little bit of, uh, you know, their uh, gutters pulled off and other places were totally destroyed within, you know, hundreds of feet of each other. It's kind of hard to figure, but... Um, yeah, it's it's widespread. Like I said, I'm driving, you know, uh, pretty pretty far off the coast and seeing a lot of wind damage. As a matter of fact, when you drive your daily route to service areas, the roads are changing constantly. The water is still up. So over by the Mayaka River, um, 
you know, they're still telling everybody, you know, stick with the, um, you know, turn around, don't drown scenario because mm-hmm. the, the flooding was, uh, the waters haven't receded to the level of being safe yet. Well, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, feet of uh, just actual rain that came through with the hurricane and so many um, rivers in central Florida that finally feed out to the ocean on, on either side, but uh, that, that water still has to get there, and flooding is one of those things that takes a while. And when you mentioned the, the wind damage, just to kind of recap for folks who may not remember, this storm came in with 155-mile-an-hour winds, just shy of a, a Category 5 hurricane, and was actually a hurricane almost to Orlando in terms of wind speed and then picked yeah. up picked up speed once it got off the Florida coast uh, just past Orlando and Jacksonville and was a hurricane again in South Carolina. So this was uh, a, a really big storm that just cut a wide swath through most of uh, southwest and then uh, right on through central Florida. Yeah, well, well said, Brian. It's 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 eye opening. I mean, we're on um, of the other sixteen hundred Red Crossers that's working in various territories. We get on nightly meetings, and it just really kind of gives you a. First of all, it's it's pretty humbling and encouraging. I I met people when I got on site from Boston, Hawaii, Nevada. You know, so. The movement and the Red, Red Cross also greatly appreciates and works well with great community partners. I was in a serving kitchen last night with the Florida Baptist Association, and there was a room full of people um, that was cooking the food for us to go out into the herbs. And, you know, it does kind of lift you up when you see the humanitarian spirit rise up to help people. And, you know, you do see that in you know through the red crossers through our community partners um and it, just the communities uh, but yeah it's taken a, a lot of effort we know we're going to you know be here a while there's going to be people that need help for a while you know one of you know because you got a lot of retirees down here uh many in our shelter are 70 years age or older and so you know they have complex health challenges disabilities They've lost everything they own. Um, so, you know, we're continuing to work through it uh, one one case at a time, if you will. Well, uh, we're talking with John Mitchell of the Heart of Tennessee, American Red Cross. He is down in uh, Sarasota, Florida, helping with hurricane relief. Uh, some uh, Hurricane Ian relief uh, information by the numbers. As of October 11th from the American Red Cross, 22,800 overnight stays in emergency shelters. Uh, all, uh, gosh, almost 893,000 meals and snacks served. Uh, over 1,900 disaster workers deployed. And uh, about 11,000 um, households helped with relief supplies and more. And we're, we're talking about the essentials and uh John, I, I guess all of that to say that the work is really just beginning. It's it's going to take years for uh, for for this area to get back on its feet. Yeah, it, it is, and you you learn that this unfortunately is is not new to some of the residents here. So some of their local services are geared up for this type of help, but 
they get overwhelmed in a heartbeat. And so when the Red Cross comes in and we start working with the emergency management professionals and other agencies that are working with this, um, they're all saying the same thing. We're going to be um, helping, um, you know, these clients out for quite some time. But, uh, you know, it's like I said, it's also encouraging the humanitarian spirit rises up. And I might mention, uh, Brian, you know, when things like this happen, um, this is a good time for me to kind of challenge people in the Rutherford County and surrounding county areas to consider uh, signing up to be a Red Cross volunteer. You may want to either, um, you know, be uh, be deployed at some point to uh, something like this or the California fires that are happening, or you may just want to be part of our team locally. Um, we do have what we call disasters or responses in town, even if it's just somebody's house that burns, um, and people can help assist on those uh, emergencies that are happening locally. Yeah, uh, volunteers are obviously needed, and, uh, you know, folks really do want to know how to help, and with so many boots on the ground by the uh, American Red Cross, uh, a simple text can uh, a text donation of, of $10 if you uh, text the word Ian, I-A-N, to 90999 and make a $10 contribution. Uh, that's one way you can give. You can also go online to redcross.org if you'd like to give uh, even more and ways to uh, to support the efforts that are going on and, and will be going on for quite some time. Do you know how long you're going to be in that area? Um, I was originally signed for, we call it deployment, um, for two weeks. So possibly, you know, somewhere around the 22nd. And then one of the things they've learned in, in doing this is it really helps to have, um, a one or two day ride day with whoever's been working in your territory. So, um, you know, as long as I get, you know, one good ride day with the person that is, uh, coming in and working with the groups that I'm working with um, will make the tail end of it a little flexible, but approximately two weeks. And this is, um, you know, there may be another deployment in a month or so. I mean, the the Red Cross is going to be there for, for quite a while, I would think. Yes, yes. We, we've, this is a pretty, uh, I've, I've talked to quite a few Red Crossers that's been deployed, you know, many times, and that's a common thing they're saying is this is going to take waves of support. So if you know, you're sitting at the house and you've said, I've always thought about doing this. It's not impossible to think that you could come on and get trained and go through our system and help with this response. Or unfortunately, we know the next one because it's not about if, it's it's more about when, whether it's local or national. Or, of course, we even have an international presence working with our partners. Yeah, and and one thing to note, uh, maybe you're thinking, gosh, I don't know that I I want to actually go to another state and things of that nature. You can help right here locally because of uh, the response to uh, fires, for instance, right here in our area. And we're in that time of the year, John, uh, unfortunately, where you know there are more uh, house fires and things of that nature just because of the change in the weather. So uh, a chance to volunteer locally, uh, help 
you know, at the uh, the blood services center, all kinds of ways. Absolutely. So, what, what's the best thing that uh, as as we close up here? What what would folks need to do if they want to volunteer uh, right here in the heart of Tennessee? Yeah, you know, it sounds uh, like we're just being repetitive, but you can actually just you know go to redcross.org and go to volunteer, and everything is set up. Once you take, uh, type in a zip code, it comes back to us. So it, it sounds uh, like you're going through the big big portal, but it does get back to us. So you can go to redcross.org to volunteer, to donate. Um, and you made a, a great uh, point on volunteering local again, Brian, and I might add to that. Our, our opportunities to volunteer is vast in the sense that you don't have to get up in the middle of the night and respond to a house fire. You can play the role of a, a duty officer that sits at the house while others are going to the house, and uh, you're just helping with logistics. You can help with service armed forces. You can help us just in the office. And you mentioned, too, being a, 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 blood, a blood ambassador sitting in the uh, chair while people are coming in to our fixed site at 501 Memorial Drive. Many, many opportunities. So don't feel like you've got to have your um, emergency gear ready and go, you know, into, you know, extreme situations. We've got, uh, we've got a volunteer role for just about everybody. So come check us out. As a matter of fact, today is Friday. So actually we had an all volunteer meeting, but, we have meetings at our um, office, uh, chapter office at 501 Memorial. Feel free to just step in there and ask for either John or John. It's John Mitchell or John Taylor, and we'll get you plugged in. Well, John, uh, uh, stay safe down there. Thanks, fa- thanks for your work, and uh, appreciate you spending a little time with us this morning, sharing with our friends here in uh, back home here in Rutherford County of the work of the American Red Cross. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, it's tomorrow MTSU and WKU. That's right. Uh, homecoming, so I'll leave you guys with uh, Go Blue. There you go. All right, John. Have uh, uh, Appreciate it, and uh, be safe down there, okay? Okay. Thank you, Brian. John Mitchell joining us here today. He is the executive director of the Heart of Tennessee American Red Cross in Sarasota, Florida, helping with uh, hurricane relief efforts after Ian. All right, uh, don't forget, if you came in on the backside and want to hear more about what John had to say, check our podcast, WGNSRadio.com. Just uh, tap on Podcast and Rutherford Issues to listen back. <laughs>